0: Welcome to Unbothered and Zero Fucks Given, a podcast hosted by Lorena and special guest host Hunter. Hunter what? Hunter Borges. Borges. What? It's Borg I thought it was Borgs the whole time like so, as long as I've known you I thought it was Borgs honestly like Hunter Borgs If we want to go in real deep Yeah my entire
1: name is Hunter William Kaiser Borges Oh my god you have four names I have names. four names Holy shit Which dude. funny story I hated the name Hunter for so long Okay that I actually decided to try to go by the name Kai what? And then we get or <laughs> then I get to GM and I find out that the Main plant person the there plant is, Kai. Manager is
2: Kai. And
0: I'm like, nah, fuck that shit.
2: <laughs> you try to go by Kai already,
0: guys. You really can't, because then it's just like, okay, you washed them and then you didn't rinse them and now there's mildew and just, you can't. You can't. So, you can't. But, sorry, uh, We'll deal with it. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, is there anything off the top of your head that you go, like, hey, Hunter, like, this is like kind of what my podcast is like directed towards and I want to ask you this question because it may pertain to that subject is there anything like that that you have that comes to mind
2: well my podcast Mm -hmm. is pretty much about anything though so how about let's talk about how guys are fucking stupid. I'm Whoa. just
0: kidding. <laughs> wait a fucking minute hold now. The, wait, I feel attacked. Hunter, do you feel attacked? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. We feel attacked. It's two against one. Whoa. This is not going to happen. Nope, nope, nope. I mean, I know I know, it's zero fucks given, but hold up a minute. <laughs> I'm yeah, just like, kidding. What the hell? Anyway. Pansies. Oh. Pansies? Okay, wait a minute, Hunter. Look. No. You think I was being serious about that? You got the wrong person. Thank you. Thank you very much. So, what I'm trying to say is like, hey, look. Um you say that 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 men are are like fucked up, right? So, why do you think they're fucked up?
2: Not fucked up, stupid.
0: Okay, stupid, <laughs> fucked up, whatever you want to say. Stupid, fucked up, whatever you want to say. Why? In your opinion, why?
2: I mean, they don't really grow up until they're like thirties? Is it early thirties?
1: I mean it depends on their how their life has been. If you think about it realistically.
0: I have my headphones unplugged, sorry guys. Because no, they're always fucked up. If they're always stupid. No, they're not. No, white, Like, no.
1: There could be somebody that's had their entire life served to them on a silver platter, haven't had any single bit of childhood trauma. They're probably
2: still stupid
1: can be absolutely stupid. And then you got the kid that grew up in a household that couldn't necessarily afford everything and has been through a lot of shit as a child. Having to struggle. Like, for example, my parents got divorced when I was seven. Oh, here we Mm -hmm. go. Okay. So, like, I had to deal with that from the time I was seven all the way up till now. Mm -hmm. And my dad doesn't even really talk to me anymore. Yeah. Like, he tells me I should reach out to him, but he never reaches out to me. So I feel like it's, you know, if you don't make the effort to reach out to me, why should I make that effort for you? See? Not just, you know, a father thing, you know, like, you know, I I don't know how much or how, you know, how much people actually hold this to anything. But, you know, I was listening to a female speaker not too long ago that was talking about how the father has an impact on whether the mother is looked at as if she's a good mother or not, if there's a father figure present or not. And so, like, you know, it not only affects how people look at the mother in that scenario, but how they also look at him with his children. So, in a way, it hurts both parties. Right. Mm -hmm. So, if you can't take the time out of your day to check in on your kids and expect them to do it without you doing any of the work as well, you have failed as a father. I'm just going to be honest. It goes both ways. It does. It really does. And if you can't do that, then you should have thought before you decided to go into that process and to make the child. a child. Mm-hmm. Exactly. exactly. Because it's you aren't not
0: just the woman that, that made Like, both right. of you laid it's down to make the child, right? Yep. I mean, exactly. And I know that you struggle with some of this sometimes, Lorena. So go ahead and give your kind of two cents on the subject.
2: I mean, I, I dropped my dad my sperm donor, I call him. But behind the reasonings of me dropping him was like for one he was abusive to my mom and my brothers.
0: Now, is that physically, emotionally, or all in between?
2: For them everything, for me mentally.
0: Okay. Just just trying to get your listeners to like understand, yeah, right? I so, mean, yeah.
2: Yeah. That's exactly. why I'm so mentally fucked up. <laughs> <honestly>. <laughs> you're not mentally
0: fucked up, but I understand what you're saying, yeah.
2: Um then it came Tom to like he adopted one of my brothers and maybe like three or four years ago. He kinda like, didn't care much for him, and he pretty much, like, wasn't a part of him at all. Like, he lived close to him in Ohio. Or no. No, he didn't live close to him. In Treeport, yeah. But he still never wanted to make that effort of, like, seeing him when he did go up to Ohio and all that. And... Some stuff happened, so my fat brother stopped talking to him, too. Um, He likes to pull that crap with me of the whole, if I don't reach out to him first, he'll get upset with me. And you're such a dork. God.
0: So what if I am? You might like it.
2: No. No. Anyways, (laughs) Anyways. <laughs> it started out like that. Um just little things he would blame me a lot. Yeah. He would um blame me, make me feel bad. So then I'd have to kiss his ass again. Like it was like a back and forth type of thing all the time. Um
0: Like back and forth like you mean like he was trying to kind of like reason with you and you're like no i don't have any time for this well no
2: like the whole i would kiss his ass and then it would like go in full circle all the time like if i was like i would have to call him every day
0: oh so you were having to put forth the effort and he just wasn't really receptive yeah is what you're saying yeah yeah okay that makes Um, a lot more sense
2: then up before my overdose I kind of realized, like, he was kind of starting to do that to Milo. And, like, because he was mad at me, he didn't want to see Milo. And then he got offered quite a few times, even after my overdose, to see Milo. Several. And he didn't want to. So, I took it upon myself just to not have Milo in his loft because I don't want him then to mentally go through that cycle that I went through of having to like please and chase right all that
0: right so Hunter from your perspective like you you're you're understanding this that like Lorena doesn't want Milo to go through basically the the mental life cycle of being made to feel bad and then come to the understanding of like oh I made a mistake and then eventually years after come to the realization of like, I never made a mistake. It was you. Like you, you think that she wants Milo to just skip over everything and just go, okay, this is a bad person. Right. I mean, right now people don't need, people don't need that in their life. Right. Like no. they, they just, they need somebody consistently to be able to be there and love them as especially grandparents. Right. I mean, right. what speak on that a little bit.
1: So, As far as family-wise, I've been closer to my mom's side of the family more than I have my dad's, mainly because of the whole situation with him. Um, You know, when they got divorced, it was I was with, or me and my sister decided to stick with our mom. And, you know, granted, you know, I know as, like, I can imagine as a parent, you know, in a situation like that, your children deciding to go with one parent rather than the other is
0: well it seems like you're picking like a favorite terror. right
1: yeah it, it and it's what it seems like and it's exactly. it's not that it's just you right. know in a situation like that where a child feels like they're pinched in a scenario where they don't know what to do because they've never dealt with something like that before right and you're almost- going to go with what option that they mentally pick at that point in time with whoever is comforting them more
0: right and w- at whatever age that you were at I'm, I'm sure you probably felt mentally like you were just basically flipping a coin
1: I was seven and my sister was five.
0: Oh my gosh that's so young yeah and it, it's such a traumatic thing to go through like I'm you you probably had to like look at things in such a we subjective to, way like it's just wow like I couldn't imagine dude like that's that's crazy
1: well I mean and for the Couple or for a couple of years after that, you know, at school, we would have to be pulled out of class to go talk to our guidance counselor at school just to, you know, help us cope with what was going on. Because, you know, a broken household for a child
0: is devastating, yeah, and Very. it can ruin everything for that child in their life. Now, I know this isn't a video thing, but like, raise your hand if you've been through that, yeah. Uh like you didn't raise your hand, but Whoa, all three of us I'm have kinda, been there. I'm kinda you know. comfy. No, I know, but <laughs> but completely honest, like we've we've all been through that and we know what kind of devastation it can bring to your life personally. But knowing the choices that you've had to make and speaking on that, like that's that's devastating. But but how have you grown from making those choices and, and being the man that you are today? What has helped you progress? So what's really helped me progress as a person is over the years
1: growing up, I used to, when I was younger, especially when I was younger, I used to get bothered by what everybody was saying about me. And as I've grown up, I've come to realize, you know, what one person may say about you doesn't affect what everybody else thinks about you as long as the other people that know you know
0: what's actually true and what's not. What well, one person's definition of you does not define you as a whole person. Exactly. It's what you make of it, right? Yep.
1: And so I've just, I've come to, as I've grown older, not really care about what other people say about me unless it's something that is detrimental to me or my job or my family. Um, But like growing up, you know, in a broken household, you know, it's had long lasting effects like depression and anxiety. Mm -hmm. When I was born, I was technically supposed to be a twin, but I think the way my mom explained it to me is I absorbed my twin while still in the womb. So since I've been born, I've had separation anxiety. So it's hard for me to be alone at times, especially in times of need for me. So, granted, yes, I know I can reach out to somebody, but if you know, like, I don't take it or I don't hold it against anybody if they can't be there for me right then and there, mm-hmm. because I understand people are busy and they have lives. But when it's somebody that I know that should be willing to be there and would drop should drop everything to be there for me, and they're not, mm-hmm. it it takes a toll on you eventually. Yeah. And then you know you go through and. Like, I was a senior in high school, had everything going for me, had, you know, had scholarship money, grant money to go down to a college that was $40,000 a year. And granted, you know, this has nothing to do with it at this point. But, you know, in February of 2017, I lost my grandfather to suicide. Um, He had gotten to the point where he was having these migraines called hemophlegic migraines. Um, Essentially, when he would have one, it was paralyzing. Oh, wow. So, it was almost like a stroke. Um, Now, I know there's some people that may listen that may know more about it than I do about it. But, you know, it's something that, like, I saw him have several of those spells. And we'd have to literally pick him up and carry him from wherever he was to the vehicle or into the house or whatever. And it would honestly look like he was dying wherever he was at. And he got to the point where he felt like he couldn't take care of his family anymore. Right. And, you know, I'm not going to go into the details and everything because I know some people may have trigger warnings and stuff, and I don't want to trigger some people.
0: You know, honestly, Hunter, like we like to preface any episode that we have, like, hey, this could be a trigger warning or anything, but you're totally free and open to go into any detail that you want or don't want to do. So for anyone from here on out that, feels like they may be triggered like you don't have to listen to this don't feel like you ever have to hold back because our listeners know that like hey there's going to be some deep shit talked about and you're you're expressing your emotions and your feelings in those moments right so i think that everyone else is going to be able to connect to them whenever you you're really like expressing how you felt so anyone that potentially may feel triggered you know, go ahead and skip this portion of the podcast if you want. Um, I'm going to assume that it's probably going to be like between five and seven minutes and go on from there. So if you want to continue and yeah, go into um, detail, you feel free.
1: Essentially, um, he had waited till my grandmother had went over to visit her mother, which was right next door. Um, went, you know, wrote a little letter, put his wallet on the Counter, watch his dentures on the sink and his little container. Went, grabbed um, a revolver out of his closet and went outside around to the side of the house and pulled the trigger. Um, so, you're saying he the he, bullet did not exit? Oh, it oh my gosh! So, essentially, what it did is it bounced around. Um, he was dead on scene, though. Um,
0: so, I remember he just clarify before you go any further so he pulled the trigger so he had the barrel in his mouth in his mouth
1: and granted so they're thinking the reason why it didn't come or exit out the skull is because in that revolver he had what is known as a cowboy load or cowboy round okay um it's essentially got less powder in it right it's made for plinking targets yep um so Therefore, it didn't have enough force once it broke through the roof of the mouth. It didn't have enough force to go through. Through, right. So. Oh, my gosh. um, That's a ballistics lesson. But anyways. It could put you in a vegetative state for the rest of your
0: life. Exactly. Or put you in that vegetative state and you just be on machines for forever. If you have these, like, you know, I don't want to be here moments. And it's like, oh, my gosh. But I couldn't imagine being my grandfather and and knowing that he went through that like i mean how how do you come out the other end because i know i know it's like he went through it and your grandmother had to learn about and just your mom and just everybody else had to go through their own thing but like how did you feel about it
1: so initially we were this was last period of the day of like at high school that Mom had come and picked me and my sister up. We both had band. Um, and I see my mom peek her head in the door and go, kind of like, motion for me to come here. Kind of
0: give you the finger like, hey, yeah. come, come this And way. I
1: was like, I looked at my band director at the time, and he was like, go ahead. And, you know. and so me and my sister grabbed our things, and we left. And we get out to the van, and I could tell Mom was already starting to struggle with the topic of it because she knew i was really close to him like right.
0: shaky voice all that stuff shaky voice
1: yeah trying to keep the tears from rolling you know right you could tell and i knew something was wrong and i said please tell me that it's not one of the family members that i'm really close to granted you know that sounded awful but i knew at that point in time being down here with the state of health that you know my grandparents have been in um I was kind of thinking to myself, I was like, you know, hopefully nobody died. Right. Hopefully somebody, you know, was in a fender bender or something that was a little bit more serious. Yeah, I don't think it's totally unfair
0: for you to think the way that you you thought because... I literally hadn't even turned 18 yet. Right. So you're not 18 It was February of
1: 2018. Wow. No, sorry. I would... I hadn't even turned 17 yet it was february of 2017 so you're still Sorry. 16 years old so i was still 16 this. and
0: and you learned that your grandfather we get in the van suicide.
1: we get in the van and oh mom gosh. goes i want you to know right now your grand well so we called my grandfather pat
0: okay pat
1: and yeah. she said i want you to know right now things are not okay over at grand and paps yeah she said kind of braced yourself for this, but Pat killed himself. Wow. So, you, so you're you 16, not I'm even 17 there years
0: old, and you're thinking...
1: And I'm unfazed at this point. Like, it hadn't really hit me.
0: It's almost shock, right?
1: And you so think? it was that shock of, like, yeah. no, this didn't happen. Like, this is a bad dream. Like, I was literally sitting in the backseat of the van, slapping the shit out of myself, trying to wake myself up. Like, right. Like, wake me up, please, God. And please. I was like, no, this can't be real. And she was like, yes, it's real. And I was so... I was, I was arguing back and forth with her the whole way to our grandparents' house.
0: Basically, like it's not
1: true, mom. You're yeah. not telling me the truth, right? And by that point in time, the coroner was still there. Oh, still. A- a- they were assessing still and- assessing the scene. Yeah. And oh wow. We pull in the driveway. You saw Van all didn't that, even stop. You saw all that with your own Van eyes. Van didn't even stop. I jumped out. Oh my God. Ran around the side of the house. Blood splatter up the wall. Holy crap. And his body was face down in the grass.
0: I'm, I'm, I'm not and gonna just lie, a puddle like, of blood. I'm, i I'm, I'm not, not I'm, I'm not gonna lie. Like Lorena, I'm sure you, like you feel the same way. Like wow, like, like wow is not even a way to explain. I have this. that, like, like here, it's It's, uh, it's up there, right? It, it's gonna be something that burned into your your memory for forever.
1: And then you know there was, we talked to, there was an Amish that had rode by, um, and. He had kind of come back and seen us all standing around in the front yard, you know, trying to hold each other together. And my grandfather was a very religious man. Very. Like, you ask him, you know, life advice, and he had a scripture ready for it. Mm -hmm. And they said, and the Amish guy said when he rode past, he said that I've never heard somebody pray so hard to God ever in my life. He said that man was begging Just for riding? everything he could get. Just riding
0: by like that? Just
1: riding by <laughs> on an open buggy.
0: Wow. Give your two cents, Lorena, like on on what's been going on.
2: I mean, in no way is that... A scene for any child, you know, to go through. And... I mean, it makes me feel bad like thinking of Milo because he was at the scene of my overdose, but how my brain is wired. Would I do it again? Yeah.
1: Go ahead. So my thing is, right, is because I also had my own attempt. Mm -hmm. Um, Granted, it wasn't an overdose. I actually tried to go out the same way my grandfather did. Um, Turns out, sometimes ammo doesn't work. So it's just going to misfire and it's just going to click. Yeah. Now, granted, you want to dispose of the round as quickly as possible so it doesn't accidentally go off. But all it took was for that click of the firing pin opened my eyes up to a whole totally different, like, hey, don't be stupid. You've still got shit you can do in your life. Right. Like. And so I was thinking, you know, maybe, path. you know, was there anything after your overdose that was like, hey, look, you know, there's a reason why I'm still here.
0: Oh, shit. As
1: to why, you know, I don't know if maybe you're saying that, you know, you would do it again just to have that feeling of, your eyes being opened up so that we could see clearly again, or if it's just a, well, no. cause there's other ways to go about opening from, your eyes up to life again in a right. more clear sense.
0: I agree. And from another, from an outsider's perspective, I think she was waiting for the, um, the overdose where it felt like she was at peace. And I feel like that's what she wants again. Whenever she says that she's like willing to do it so maybe i'm wrong maybe i'm right i don't i don't know but let's let's hear it from the woman herself Lorena. go ahead and give her kind of two cents on on why you would or would not want to do that again and again like hunter said you know he tried and then apparently because of your story like he decided basically not to do it and that's That that,
2: wasn't my story. No.
1: like Just like simply just from (laughs) trying and failing. Right. Like I had that eye-opening moment of, hey, there's a reason why this didn't work. Stop doing that. Right.
0: And figure out why you still have a purpose to be here. Okay. Before we get to what you said, so I I just want to clarify. So, but you said that and then you said, hey, Uh, like because of what you went through. I was thinking, you know, maybe
1: that. She had an eye-opening moment like I did after her oh, attempt. Oh, okay. You know, right. just or just, after her okay. overdose. I got you. Maybe she had an eye-opening attempt. Like, hey, eye-opening this didn't work. Moment like, let's hey. not
0: do this anymore. Right. I got um, you. Okay. So, so, so now that you know that, yeah, I got it. Go ahead. Do you
2: got it? Um, this is gonna sound horrible well i did succeed I, but i agree you didn't me.
0: don't know. thank you hunter you're still I, here you're still here
2: i succeeded but people found me
0: <laughs>
2: anyways what i was gonna say is i was pissed off when i woke up in the hospital like realizing that i was alive right and not dead
1: right like um i I totally understand being pissed off because i'm not gonna lie at first once i failed yeah i was like really Mm -hmm. i was like okay and then that was the moment of hey look stop doing this you know that was my moment for me where i started to turn myself around granted from that point i still have my days but I'm nowhere near as bad as I was at that point in my life. Yeah, well, for me, look,
2: I was very upset, and then I already had my next attempt, like, in my head. I was upset. I didn't succeed. Um, I had my next suicide planned. And so I went to rehab... Um, I even got asked a lot there to, like, even when I was doing my exit exam, um, would I do it again? And I pretty much said that, yeah, I would do it again. And they asked, you know, like, well, how? how, and I'm like, oh, overdose. Like, because I've thought about slitting my wrists.
0: But why overdose, Lorena? Like, what's, what's the benefit easier of overdose? And
2: peaceful. I mean, I definitely don't drink like I did. I wouldn't. I mean, I don't drink alone, at home alone, like I would. Like, that's one thing I really, um, like, disciplined myself on, because I'd rather drink with friends and try and make it, like, because I am happy, rather than sitting at home, being sad, drinking all by myself, and then it leading up to suicidal thoughts, which always happened, uh... But, like, there would be a handful of times where I'm out with friends, sad drinking. But I just never showed it.
1: The thing is with church, and this is the only thing religiously I'm going to say, is you don't have to be in a church to worship. Wherever you're at, as long as you are reading and learning and spreading the word, that can be your church. And the Bible, God burned a church to the ground. Literally. But anyways.
0: Thank you so much for that. In the Bible,
1: Connor. it also says not to judge each other because it is not your place. Every person will be judged in the end by him. Boom. So I look at it this way. You do what you want. I'll do what I want. No problem with it. Boom. As long as it doesn't interfere with, like I said earlier, my life, my job, my family. Boom. I don't care.
2: I'm about so to if, the microphone.
1: If you want to, you know per se sleep with a woman or sleep with a man, it doesn't matter. It's not affecting me, period.
0: Right. Well, it, it's not... And
1: so... I'm going to do this. I, Go ahead. I wasn't going to.
2: Go ahead. You don't have to. Go ahead. No, no it, it, don't peer pressure. No,
1: I, I'm not.
0: No, it's just... I'm just saying you're I think open this to is say gonna, whatever you want.
1: I think this is kind of kind of open where you kind of see where I'm coming from with this. I am also by. So... Oh. Therefore, like... Are you really? Yes. I, you know, um, look, so... And some people, I, I will say some people is like, yeah, we knew.
0: Are you afraid to, like, tell the world or, or even yourself, like, hey, I am bisexual and I do like so, men too? Like, is, is, that, is that a problem? It's more of a family thing. Okay. Because...
1: Pretty much all of my family is religious. Yeah. The only person that I think honestly wouldn't care is my brother-in-law and my sister. Okay. But my grandma and grandma that's still alive today.
0: Yeah.
1: I'd be dead to them. Dead. Just automatically. Automatically dead to them. Yep. So another thing, and I know I said it was going to be the only thing that I was going to say about religion, but if you are somebody that is in a church, that is a heterosexual person. And you're trying to tell somebody that it may be homosexual, bisexual, you know, if they classify themselves as, or if they go by asexual, you know, whatever it may be, you know, I'm not familiar with all the terms, but don't tell them that they can't practice if they still want to practice being, you know, if they want to be with a man or if a woman wants to be with a woman, you know, whatever the circumstance may be. Don't tell them that they can't practice,
3: mm-hmm.
1: because if they still choose to believe,
0: you're saying practice a religion, right. practice religion. Yes. yes, okay.
1: If they still believe, that's you know that's their thing. You know, like you shouldn't be telling people, hey, because you're like this, you can't do this. I feel like that's segregation, and I, it goes back to what we dealt with with all yeah, the race stuff back the, years ago. It, to strive to prevent. It, prevent exactly. segregation we want and, to
0: come together as
1: one i never
0: knew that was your stance i'm super proud of you for being able to come out and just well, speak your truth it's fucking awesome dude. i'm gonna
1: put this out there on the podcast if any of Go my ahead. family listens to this i'm sorry i love you hope you still love me after this if, if not
0: then you. if <laughs> you don't fuck off yeah <laughs> basically honestly so is that Zero why fucks you, given.
2: Is that why you asked hunter that question because you didn't know and you know him longer what? than me So I. That what you're getting
0: at? Yeah, I mean, like I've I've known Hunter a long while, and I'm not jealous. No, it's just like, (laughs) no, well, okay, okay, okay. Hold on. So here's the thing. So let's be honest. Like we were, we were good male friends. Okay, male to male, and you knew I was straight, right? Right. So was it harder for you to tell me that you were coming out? As bisexual versus telling Lorena that you were bisexual? So, if I'm going to be From completely honest. Me, myself, it has
1: always been hard to tell anybody. Like, Lorena is not the first person I told. Or Sorry, yes, Lorena is the first person that I told. Bitch, sorry. I was
2: about to say, did you fucking brain, lie to me earlier? My
1: brain was like, ooh. Uh-huh. But anyways, uh-huh. no, Lorena is the first person I told. Okay. And... I just, I don't know. First, there's something about Lorena to where I felt more comfortable with telling Lorena about it. Well,
0: did, did you know... Your mic isn't working. Yeah, well, <laughs> no, did you know that she was bisexual before you told her that you yes. were okay? Yes. So so maybe, just, I mean, I'm throwing it out there. Like, maybe he knew because you were bisexual. <laughs> Excuse <me>. Oh, gosh. <laughs> It's, so maybe it's, because he knew where you stood that he felt more comfortable letting you know where he stood based upon okay look she's bisexual yeah. she's going to understand me better you know what i mean
1: Well so i look at it this way you know if Thanks, Chris. you're somebody you know I mean? if you're somebody that is constantly talking you know yes. a, in a downward manner right. towards the lgbtq community well, then yes. you're not going to find out because you'll be the last person I tell if anything because I don't want you attacking me for something or for how I feel because everybody has the right to have their feelings and their opinions Mm -hmm. but don't attack me for it because you don't agree with it exactly like you know I just
0: like why Why look at you in the the eye and fuck you you know
1: Right. And even like for a while with myself, you know, like I said, I I was big in a church and then, you know, one thing led to another. And I just kind of found myself in kind of like a hang time, almost kind of like slow mo of not really knowing. And I wasn't really comfortable with me being bisexual at first. And then I kind of just overcame it over the years. And as I've become more, you know, comfortable with it, I was able to tell Lorena. I've been able to tell another person. I mean, I literally just came out on the podcast.
0: No, you did. And so as... And then he met me. And then he met you. What compelled you to be able to feel comfortable enough to be able to come out on the podcast, A, and then B, like... what, like throw, throw Lorena's sexuality off to the side for a second. Right. And, and we're just all talking as friends. Okay. So why is now the time to come out and, and let your, you let your truth be known and like what you feel and what you think.
1: So So,
0: just go ahead and shed some light on that.
1: I feel like primarily now I've, become more okay with coming out about it because it's more appropriated now yeah it's more okay than it was you know back when I was first feeling that way and so you know I'm I'm like I said I'm more okay with it now and able to come out with it to you know people I trust or on a podcast that I know that people probably that I'm related to probably aren't going to listen to Nothing against, you know, the podcast or anything. They're just not podcast they're people. They're
2: old and, yeah, it's podcast stuff, yeah. Like. <laughs> well, they're old. I've
1: got friends that yeah. are the same age. They're like, you listen to podcasts? And I'm like, yeah. I was like, like, I think to myself, I'm like, I listen to podcasts more than I listen to music. Yeah, it helps Which me is mentally. weird because, like, you know, and granted, you know, Big shout out! I know they'll probably never notice, you know. But say that yet?
0: We're not that big yet. Come on, Citizen Soldier, Citizen Citizen Soldier, Soldier,
1: okay, is what got me through a lot of my mental stuff. Well, and like, there's a song that he just recently released called "A Reason to Live," Mm -hmm. and it says in the chorus at the end of it, "If you're hearing this song, it's a gift, a reason to live." Citizen Soldier, essentially, he. Was, like, really, really bad depressed. And they ended up putting him in, like, a mental facility. Or, I don't want to say mental facility. I don't know the correct term for well, it. But mental
0: facility sounds a little bit bad. But, I mean, you have like, the right term. Like, it, it, it's a mental help yeah. facility. and facility, right? he came
1: back from that and started writing music that is there to inspire those that are feeling down and feeling like committing suicide mm-hmm. to help them Maybe give them a chance to think and, you know, be like, hey, you know,
2: there are people out there that
1: care about us and give them that power back that they had lost so that way they have a second chance to keep going. Boom. And to me, you know, like, I've tweeted on my Twitter to Citizen Soldier thanking him, you know, for the music that he's released. Like,
0: giving you that inspiration. And giving
1: me the inspiration to keep going. Like, there's a song that I listened to for so long on repeat, um, and it's called "Would Anyone?" or sorry, yeah, "Would Anyone Care?"
0: Would anyone care?
1: And um, it, you know. Okay. Now the lyrics in the chorus it says, "Would anyone care? Would anyone cry if i like if I finally stepped off of this ledge tonight?" And then in the oh, last wow. part of the the last chorus, oh, wow. it says, "the um the world will be changed." If you left it behind, um, you can't be replaced tonight or sorry. um, Tonight is the night that you take back your life. And those lyrics, every time I hear them, it's like. Even on days where it's minor stuff and I hear those lyrics because I have that stuff randomly scattered in my playlist. Right. And I hear those lyrics and it's instantly, you know. Take the positives of that day and put right. them forth to push through the rest of the day. Just keep going. I mean, right. you woke. I literally look at it as I woke up today. That's yeah. a positive. It, dude. That's I got the first up step. and I was productive. Yep. That's a positive. I have a job. I have a family. Boom, bingo. I have a roof over my head. I have food to eat. I have a way to get to work or wherever I want to go. I well, have friends.
0: It, it just your your steps kind of snowball so,
1: at the at the after yeah. the
0: point that you wake up, right? Yeah, so, it all and, snowballs and into a bunch
1: of positives. Boom. And if you can stay positive about all those things you have throughout the day, then you can keep going. You can push through anything that life can throw at you.
2: Exactly. I love your mindset.
1: And so, if you keep that mindset mind's and you continue like to push through it, th- literally the world could throw whatever at you. Anything. And as long as you keep that mindset, you are unstoppable. Yep. So, if you keep that unstoppable mindset, you can help others get to that mindset as well.
0: And that's the. Whole and if you can help
1: others get to that mindset, you can save Ooh. one person at a time Boy. or multiple at a time if you're a big speaker. Oh my gosh! And you know that's part of my thing is you know is I have my story where I was down. Mm-hmm. I try to help people now that are feeling down to get back to where they're fighting, and can hold their own. Oh my goodness! So that way, you know, it's not another loss to a fight that they thought they couldn't win and just Look, gave up on.
0: I'm sorry, but. No, it's all right. (laughs) You literally have been talking to us about this amazing You have more to come, but um, the song title and the artist is what? One more time. Um,
1: So the song that really carried to me was Would Anyone Care by Citizen Soldier.
0: Would Anyone Care by Citizen Soldier. is going to be playing here in just a few seconds, and then we're going to come back with uh, Hunter, and uh, we're going to finish out this uh, podcast, and uh, hopefully you enjoy the song. And uh, if you're on Apple or Amazon or Google or anything else, uh, hopefully you look it up, and uh, you're able to be a part of what he has felt as a man going through his life's journey. So. Um.
1: I, I highly recommend that anybody who is going through anything that is causing them depression or is causing them to feel down to go and listen to Citizen Soldiers music because that is some of the up, most uplifting music. Even though it may start out sounding, you know, kind of downing, mm-hmm. it has that more end to mid to end of song flip to where it's on the up and up.
0: Where it kind of climaxes, right. like it, where you're where you're like, yeah. oh yeah, this is awesome. You know?
1: You know, and like, it, it goes through, um, it says, if you're dying inside, sick of being alive, right. let me in, let me share in your pain. Oh, wow. And so, like, it's just, what, and then what, it goes through to say, let is. me give you a reason to stay, if you're out there still lying awake, if you're out there still wondering, and then it would go to the end chorus part that I was telling you guys about before. Oh my gosh. So it's really, really powerful music if you it's, really take the time to listen no, it, to the lyrics. It, it
0: sounds like it, Hunter. Oh, I, I take your word for it. And listeners, if, if you want to go ahead and do that, I'm going to upload um, both versions of the podcast, and we're going to continue this conversation.